Hello and welcome to the All Plane Podcast, here with the people that are redefining the future of commercial aviation. As usual, before I introduce today's two guests, let me remind you that you can find all the previous episodes of this podcast as well as many other aviation stories on the All Plane website. That's allplane.tv, A-L-L-P-L-A-N-E.tv. As I mentioned, today is one of those episodes in which we have not one, but two top-caliber guests. And we are also going to touch upon a topic that is perhaps one of the hottest topics right now in the world, not just in aviation, but in a more general societal way. And that is crypto and how crypto can be used by airlines. Because Tom Xie and Lenny Moon are respectively the president and CEO of a California-based startup called Flycoin, which is a crypto-based loyalty program for airlines and potentially for other partners as well. What's more, both are also in the managerial team of a group of airlines that includes Northern Pacific Airways, which is a new carrier that plans to link the US and Asia via Alaska, and Raven Alaska, which is a a regional carrier in, in that northern state, and Float, which is a new concept of airline that a commuter airline that will operate inside the LA area with small aircraft. We're going to talk about all this, but basically we're going to talk about Flycoin. And of course, having all these stable of airlines in the same group, it, it's going to help to get it off the ground the moment it becomes fully operative. But how does this work in practice? I mean, What are the advantages of a crypto-based loyalty program compared to a traditional one? And how will the average passenger deal with the technicalities of dealing in crypto? We're going to talk about all this and much more in this episode of the podcast. So tune in for a fascinating conversation about airlines and crypto. Hello, Lenny, Tom, how are you? Doing well. well. Right. So we've got two guests today on the podcast. Uh, let me just briefly introduce you. You are both leading a, a very interesting project, actually several interesting projects uh, related to aviation. Uh, one of them is the Northern Pacific Airways project, which I had the chance to attend the launch of recently in California. Uh, it's going to be a new airline connecting the US and Asia via Alaska. Then you also run an airline in Alaska called Raven. Uh, which was an airline that got relaunched recently. You also are involved in another project in the LA area, which is a commuter airline um, with uh, light airplanes that hasn't taken off yet, but it's there in the making. And and then another project that I found really interesting that we're going to talk about extensively today, which is called Flycoin, which is basically, as you say, the the first blockchain-based loyalty program for airlines. Well, not only for airlines, but you're going to start using it on an airline context. Let's put it this way. Um, But first of all, let me ask you to introduce you, yourselves and, and, and explain who you are and what's your background because you, you've got a very, very uh, interesting background in aviation and in other areas of, of the technology industry. So who, who wants to start? You know, I'll kick it off first and then okay. uh, pass it off to Tom. So uh, for everybody in podcast, this is Lenny Moon. I'm CEO of Flycoin. Uh, in terms of my career, uh, before business school, I worked for about six years doing both startups as well as venture capital. So I helped start a SoftBank funded company as part of the original founding team back in 2000. Uh, and then also uh, was on the investment side, investing in new stage, early stage uh, companies uh, for a couple of years as a venture capitalist. And then after getting my MBA in New York, um, I became a mergers and acquisitions and M&A investment banker for several years. So I worked on Wall Street, um, focused primarily on 
what they call either large cap publicly traded companies or large private equity backed transactions, where I advise companies across a whole spectrum of types of uh, you know complex transactions. So after uh, several years as an investment banker, um, I went back into startups or the startup world, and I was an executive at several startups. Um, but for three years, which relates to this background with um, or the, with Flycoin was. Um, I helped grow out a fintech company for three years uh, pre- when it was a, what they call a pre-series A. So this is when it just had about eight people and we hadn't closed you know, the first uh, series A round of funding. But I was part of the executive team that helped grow that from just really eight to 10 people to over 130 people. And uh, since then, I have essentially held uh, various executive roles, primarily CFO and COO roles, helping to grow out um, startups as well as uh, doing a couple turnarounds. And then back in August of 2021, uh, I joined as CEO of Flycoin. And that might be a good segue for Tom to introduce himself because he's the one that actually brought me into this enterprise. Yeah, indeed. So uh, Tom, I'll, uh, your turn. Yeah, great. <clears throat> great to be here. Thanks, Miguel. So uh, my name is Tom Shea. I'm the president of Flycoin. And uh, before starting Flycoin, had been involved in a couple of airline startups, as you mentioned. Way back early in my career, I uh, um, actually started my career working for JPL, Jet Propulsion Laboratories, for a little while. And then I went to work for what was then an early startup, internet startup called Earthlink, earthlink earthlink.net. Yeah, I've seen it on, on LinkedIn. That, that was the, the very first wave of, of uh, internet companies. So you were absolutely. a very, very, very early starter in the internet business. Exactly, yeah. And when I joined the company, it was pretty early on. The technical team was just 10 engineers and myself and working out of a converted dentist office. And I, so I grew up the company, eventually uh, acting VP of engineering. So I helped grow that team from that 10 to about 450 engineers nationwide software engineers, network engineers, systems engineers. Um, and and through, our, through our company's IPO, so we were one of the early dot-coms, we were a $1.2 billion IPO, and it was a great ride, you know, being with that company for the first 10 years. Um, when I left that company, we went off and started a number of other businesses and also nonprofits. Uh, that's been something that's been very important uh, for for my wife and I, is, uh, the, our involvement in in, in our community and, and in the nonprofit space. Uh, and, and then a few years ago, and back in um, 2020, had just launched an urban air mobility service to mm-hmm. take people to and from work uh, across tra- over traffic in LA. That's float, now, right? That's, that's float, that's right, which stands for fly over all traffic. Mm-hmm. And, and we had a very, uh, a very successful first week of launch, first week and a half, uh, having started in March of 2020, and then two weeks oh, later, we had to put yeah, that on pause. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> right, because yeah. of the pandemic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah, so you were flying between the different airports in the LA area, right? Well, yeah, most people don't realize that there are 40, uh, 40 general aviation airports in Southern California. Uh, yeah. That's a lot. That's, I think that's even more than the number of, of train stations in Southern uh, yeah. California. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and, and if you've ever, you know, ever been to LA, you know, it ranks you know, in the top six as worst traffic places in the world. And yeah. so this was a, 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 a solution that, I, that surprised me that no one had done that before. 
Yeah, I, I actually, when I was in San Bernardino for, for the launch of, um, yeah. of Northern Pacific, I had a couple of days off and I drove around the LA area. And yeah, I realized how long the distances can be, even if you're <laughs> still in the, in the LA area, but you can spend hours every day on the That's road. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then and during um, non-COVID you know, seasons, uh, the traffic is even much worse than, yeah. than you, had, you, know, you would have experienced. So I can imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah. So... Now you are leading this, this project, Flycoin. Um, uh, this is very closely linked to uh, the two airlines that you are also managing, uh, Northern Pacific Airways and Raven. Uh, but, but this is a project, this is a standalone project, right? So, yes, that's uh, correct. The idea is that correct. it becomes a loyalty program. Uh, it's going to be Northern Pacific's and Raven loyalty program, but the mm -hmm. idea is that it can be adopted by other, other airlines and eventually other partners outside of the airline industry as well, outside the travel industry. So what can you tell me about Flycoin? What is unique about Flycoin as a loyalty program? It's blockchain-based, uh, uh, built on Ethereum. Um, but, you know, for people like me that we are, I'm, I'm, I have to say I, I follow the news about crypto and all this, but I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm kind of a newbie. I'm trying to make sense of it all from a technological and from a business point of view. Please guide me through the process. I mean, what's unique and how does it work? Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll start off and then Tom, uh, feel free to add in. Um, you know, Flycoin, you're right, uh, exists not just for Raven North Pacific, but then we already are securing partnerships with companies across the travel hospitality industry. It's just helpful, obviously, that we do have affiliated companies that are airlines that we could seed as our initial customers. Uh, in terms of uh, Flycoin and uh, rewards programs in general, the reason why we exist is the rewards, the travel rewards industry hasn't really progressed over the past, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Essentially, it acts as some form of program where you receive a discount or you receive, you know, a free ticket. Um, and it's expanded on over the past so many years with additional partnership, partnerships with the issuers to potentially redeem it for products, or maybe you can transfer it to you know, other partners such as other hotel companies, or you can go transfer back and forth between you know, certain sectors. The problem though is, is with that sort of model, you still have limitations. The limitations are um, the reward itself uh, still is something that you don't know. And the issuer can decide um, what the conversion rate is. So they can actually depreciate the value if they want. Uh, there's also expiration to these rewards. Uh, at any point in time, they give you a little bit of a heads up and sometimes they extend it, uh, but then they can also expire the rewards, which means that there's nothing you can really do. Furthermore, um, when you do have the ability to transfer it, you actually lose value um, when you try to transfer it you know, between kind of different entities. So for example, uh, if you have 20,000 miles with uh, some airline and you try to transfer to your hotel points, typically you're gonna take a discount whenever you do that. And what also makes it more difficult is you sometimes have to reach certain thresholds before you can even do anything. So you continue to have these limitations with rewards programs and what makes it also more limiting is the issuer uh, will decide where you can redeem it, right? We call it a walled garden. They tell you that you could only redeem it for these functions and so on. But now we're sitting here in 2022 where consumers continue to have more options, right? They continue to have uh, more things at their disposal 
And especially um, at a time where um, cryptocurrency is becoming more well understood within the broader consumer base, it really is a nice intersection because a cryptocurrency is almost a perfect use case for rewards. So now, how has it shifted? Well, if cryptocurrency now becomes a reward you can earn, that gets rid of the limitations that were previously there. So now it's a reward that you own because it's on the blockchain. It's something that is easily transferable because it's something that you own and you can do whatever you want with it. Um, it also has value outside of the ecosystem of the issuer because eventually we want uh, Fly, our token, to be tradable on the exchanges. Um, and so this really now creates value for the consumer where the consumer has full optionality with what they have earned as a reward. And we think that that is a paradigm shift in terms of how you think about loyalty. That the customer is not forced back into a, you know, a particular walled garden of where they can spend it, but they now actually are rewarded in a good way where they've earned something that's theirs that they can hold on to, that potentially may even appreciate in value, and they could really use it for whatever they want. They could trade it for cash on exchanges or they can redeem it with any of our partners. Mm -hmm. I read that uh, white paper you have on your website, and there it says that there's going to be a, a limited number of, of coin issued pre-launch. Um, but now I'm going to make a question that possibly all the all the advanced crypto users are, are going to are going to think is completely completely stupid question. But what prevents you from from issuing more? later on of this coin what what are the warranties that there's going to be a stable number that's going to and that's going to have a, an effect of course on the value if there's a limited supply yeah well the answer to that is actually written right into the code of the the coin itself so in the code on the you know that you that's available the public can can read it will show that this is a, a one-time mint and it, you know cryptographically we are prevented from ever uh, minting any additional coins uh, to this. So it there's something in the code where you program it to have just a, a limited amount of, of units. I don't know if that's the right wording for it. Yes. But then you issue this amount and you said that it's, it's not going to be available immediately. Uh, you're going to be vesting it progressively over a period of time. How does this work? I mean, you, where, where is this coin in the meantime? So you, it's been issued, but it hasn't really been, quote unquote, released into the, into the market. Again, I, I might be using words that are, are not the proper ones. Yeah, I'm just curious about the mechanism. Like, how is this created technically? And how is it stored in, in the meantime? And how is it released? And, and who's going to have access to that, to that new supply that's going to be coming into the market at certain points in time? Yeah, so so technically, the ways these tokens are created is that it's, they're they're minted and they're minted on a chain. So if you're thinking of a blockchain, this one is on this is minted on the, the Ethereum blockchain. This is an ERC twenty uh, token. So that means the, the contract. So it's you actually write a code. It's it's called the that's the um, the the blockchain contract, and and that contract is is available for others to read and audit and, and scan and. Um, verify what it says, and and then our contract is very simple. It just says that a hundred billion of these tokens, you know, um, are minted and can be uh, ever be minted. A hundred, uh, a hundred billion tokens. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. That's correct. And then the value of those tokens is what's going to be varying over time. 
it's going to be depending on the, on the amount of demand and the, and the users it has, the value is going to, is what's going to be changing based on just like any market, right? Supply and demand. That, that is true. Although um, for, for our airlines and our partners, initially, we are all agreeing to uh, set a minimum redemption value of two cents for each, each fly token. And so, so the, um, you know, these, the, the token's name is Flycoin, but the ticker symbol is FLY Fly. And so, so we will be, you know, our airlines will redeem it for two cents each. And our launch partners will also agree to always set the, the minimum floor of two cents for, for these tokens. So what, what does this mean, uh, that there's going to be a minimum floor? As a, as means, a user, what are the implications? Right. So as a user, that means regardless of what the uh, trading value is on exchange, uh, that uh, we, you know, our airlines and other launch partners will uh, will always redeem fly for at least two cents uh, for okay. fly or or the higher of right. So if the market value is higher, then they redeem mm-hmm. it the higher market value. Okay, and then you have right now you are already using Flycoin for Raven Alaska. Is that right? Or you're planning to do it shortly? Well, so so Raven uh, Alaska has already launched the use of their their loyalty program that they are calling Flycoin, uh, but it's uh, what they're handing out right now are, are, is is not the tokenized Flycoin. Uh, it, it's just a, a a database of points. And then when we're uh, very soon, what we'll do is we'll replace all those points with the actual Flycoin token. Mm-hmm. Because Flycoin, you say in the website, it's uh, technically, legally, it, it's managed by Raven, right? So Raven is the, is the entity? No, no, it's actually Flagpoint. Raven is just one of the customers. Okay. Um, but thank you for clarifying that because that's actually sometimes that's a confusing element for mm-hmm. people. Flagpoint Inc. is a separate entity. Raven is just one of our customers. Okay. And to answer uh, your your prior question in terms of who holds the token, mm-hmm. it's really the Flycoin entity. And mm-hmm. as our customers, whether through our partners mm-hmm. um, or through, you know, Raven or the Pacific or uh, the, the other travel hospitality partners, mm-hmm. um, as our customers earn it, then that's essentially when it gets distributed and leaves in a way kind of our ownership into the ownership of our customers. Okay. And... Uh- as a traveler, let's say I'm, I'm just a, a regular traveler. I fly on Northern Pacific and I get, I'm entitled to get uh, a number of tokens, I guess, for having flown a sector with the airline. Is this how it's going to work? Just like a, like a regular loyalty program where you air miles for based on a number of flights that you, you make? Or is it going to happen? Exactly. Different... I, think that's, I think that's the best way to think about it, that for the most part, um, the way you earn rewards is not going to change. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only thing that's different is instead of earning your points, you're going to earn an equivalent dollar amount of fly the actual token. Uh-huh. Um, so that's probably the best way to think about it, where nothing has really changed except instead of earning, let's say you're flying on uh, Lenny Moon Airlines and you typically <laughs> earn a Lenny Moon point, now you're going to be just earning fly. Mm-hmm. And, and what's going to be the, let's say, the user interface of this? If I am just a regular traveler that I'm, I'm not blockchain knowledgeable, how I'm going to manage this at a, on a personal level? How I'm going to know, you know, what, what sort of tokens I have and how I can use them? At, at the practical level, how people are going to interact with this coin? Because one of the, one of the main 
criticism maybe of, of, of blockchain and cryptocurrencies that it's still kind of quote unquote very geeky and like the normal user can be hard to understand how to use it and how to manage yeah. it. Well, first, I'm glad that you asked that question because that's a, a key point that we want out there is um, really you don't have to be crypto savvy to actually interact with this. You can almost look at it just as a reward program itself, a reward point. And so similar to the way that you currently own your, earn your rewards, you would log in to whether it's that partner website or ideally a Flycoin website, you can see your entire balance. Now where it becomes a little bit more quote unquote crypto is you can start transferring it if you want to uh, a wallet, to a crypto wallet. And okay. from there ideally you could trade. But up until that point, you'd be interacting with that in, this, in a very similar way that you are currently interacting with your rewards programs. Mm -hmm. And will I have to sign up? Is it going to be opt-in or every passenger is going to be allocated a number of tokens? How is it going to work in terms of registration or sign up? Yeah, so, so uh, I mean, that's going to depend on each partner. But for example, for Raven Alaska customers, you know, they, they are already earning Whenever they fly, they, they earn, I think, uh, $0.07 cents worth of fly coin for every mile they fly. And, and that's put into their account. They, they, they can uh, use that, uh, those, you know, those flies uh, towards future flights, actually. Many of them already are. They're already in the hands of about 250,000 users today, almost, uh, almost uh, $7 million worth of fly tokens have been distributed to, to Raven. Raven Alaska customers, and they're redeeming. They're using them to, to fly today. They don't have to know anything about cryptocurrency. They won't ever need to do any of the geeky stuff. <laughs> okay. And, and what if, 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 let's say, uh, you've got a, a segment of passengers that are really crypto savvy and they transfer it to their wallets. Um, can then transfer that coin, can trade that coin separately on their own on other platforms or with other users or... Do they have this ability? Yeah, they would, they, they would have that. The, the more crypto savvy at that point, they can take that and actually transfer it to a crypto wallet and do whatever they want with it because it is theirs. I think a similar, um, a similar sort of kind of scenario would be uh, for people that are currently earning rewards, they just log into that partner's account. Let's say it's United Airlines. They log into United Airlines. They see their status. They see their points. The more savvy people within points will go to like points.com on the back end and try to start transferring or trading mm -hmm. um, or figuring out other ways to, in a way, arbitrage those points. Mm -hmm. In a similar way, I would kind of uh, say that that's uh, an example of somebody that's more crypto savvy would then take the points that are the, the fly, the token that they earn, and then take it to the next level and do some other things that they can through uh, ex the exchanges or trading it. Mm -hmm. And what happened, and again, that's again, maybe a, a question that might sound a bit stupid, but what happens if, is there a risk that you run out of tokens? Uh, you mentioned that the 100 billion uh, figure, I think. Uh, let's say you are super successful and you get millions of travelers flying with your airlines and with your partners. At what point do you run out of tokens? And then what does it happen? You need to buy them in the market, in the secondary market to, to keep offering them or you need to stop offering them? Or what, what happens? Yeah, so potentially uh, we, could, we could face a situation where we would have to buy the tokens back from customers to keep offering it to, to new customers. You can imagine that scenario, but, but practically that probably won't happen. You know, practically what we'll probably realize, what we'll experience is more of a, 
have an asymptotic curve, you know, whereas um, this, the closer we get to depleting the tokens, the uh, the more valuable th that token becomes. And so the higher the, the price, therefore the smaller a portion of the token, you know, um, smaller um, fraction of a, of a token you would have to give out for the mm -hmm. same value. And, and so you, you, you end up with kind of an, an asymptotic curve where you never get to depleting it because as you get closer to running out, it gets more and more and more valuable. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you, you yeah, so imagine yeah. imagine a world where if the token is, let's say right now it's worth two cents, and then um, so many years down the road it's worth a dollar, you'll be earning less fly ten years yeah. from now because the the exchange is the exchange rate is much different. You would you would be changing the let's say the amount of of, of units that are given, but the value would be the, would remain constant. The amount of value that yeah. the, the passenger gets. In the simplified example, yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. What about the tax implications of this because I read in some articles saying, I'm not sure how in the US this is uh, treated uh, from a tax point of view, are coins and crypto coins and, and then frequent flyer miles. I don't know if they, if they have any specific treatment uh, with the IRS, they're considered uh, they consider money or not? Yeah, that's a very good question. So rewards do fall under kind of a different sort of guidance for IRS purposes and then crypto, falls under different guidance for IRS purposes. The, the rules are still being kind of worked out. So this is something that we're keeping a very close pulse on mm -hmm. uh, to understand the tax implications. Um, because right now things are still being, um, I think a little bit big in terms of the, the tax treatment mm -hmm. for this. So to answer your question, it's something that we're very aware of that we're yeah. keeping a close pulse on, but it's hard to speak on what the actual tax implications are right now. Mm -hmm. One thing I wanted to, to speak about as well is uh, you recently announced a new funding round uh, for Flycoin, a $33 million uh, funding round. Uh, what can you tell me about this? Who, who are the new investors and um, what are these $33 million going to be um, invested in? Yeah, so it was a very exciting announcement for us uh, to come out with a significant seed raise of a little over $33 million. In terms of our investor base, our investor base includes um, some high net worth individuals, people that are tech entrepreneurs, uh, as well as others that own um, significant properties, whether it's in um, sports teams um, or other hotel and wine properties. So that's exciting because uh, that provides some additional partnerships as well. We do have other institutional VCs, some actual funds as investors too. Uh, which provides additional validation um, in, um, in the belief from an institutional level of what we are building at Flycoin. In terms of the proceeds, as you discussed a little bit earlier, some of it will be used as an intercompany loan to fund a portion of Northern Pacific's build-out, but it's also uh, the remaining proceeds will be used to build out the Flycoin team, which includes not only resources, personnel, engineers. This this sort of company needs a lot of good developers, engineers. Mm -hmm. So if anybody's yeah. listening to this podcast and wants to work for Flycoin, please let us know. We can put um, a link to, to your website career if there's a career section uh, so that people yeah, can apply. Yeah, we will uh, we'll do that and follow up with you. Um, and uh, they will then be used to build out the technology platform, the solution of working with our partners as well as a solution for the end customer, meaning those that actually earn fly 
um, providing, working to build the app and the website and all the functionality that's needed in order to you know, create a, a cryptocurrency and eventually really a fintech company. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. that's what we're aggressively building out now. We've already um, had uh, several hires on the engineering side mm-hmm. um, and continuing to hire on the product development um, as well. So it's, uh, it's an exciting time for growth. Um, we're excited to now build what we're doing. The other portion is we're also securing partnerships, additional partnerships beyond Raven and Northern Pacific. Yeah, actually, that was, my, that was my next question is, um, what, what sort of, of, of partnerships are you seeking at this point in time? Uh, because that's an important part as well of the expansion from what I read in your website. That's correct. Um, building the partnerships is extremely important in building out what we like to say is the Flycoin ecosystem, because we really want to get this distributed as widely as possible. Um, as well as increase the utility of it, because the more partners you have, the more opportunities there are for people to earn and redeem. Mm -hmm. Uh, In addition to once we're tradable, that provides additional utility. So though we can't necessarily name the the discussions that we're uh, currently in, it's uh, companies in the broader travel hospitality space, um, which would include other airlines, um, hotel companies, um, and other ancillary sectors that are related to travel hospitality, whether it's food and beverage, um, you know, wine companies and so on. Uh, so we're in the uh, in kind of very final phases of some of these wonderful discussions, which would really be beneficial to those that are earning fly because it provides an opportunity for them to have additional utility you know, other places that they can earn and redeem. Yeah. But the other reason why it's important is it creates additional value for the token itself. Mm-hmm. Where are you physically located? In California or somewhere else? Yeah, so we are, uh, the physical office is headquartered in the Los Angeles metro area uh-huh. um, in an area called Pomona, which is a little bit east. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I would say that given our ties, we have operational presence in L.A., in the LA area and really all throughout the uh, the US, um, we do have a big remote employee base. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, I was and guessing that's so, yeah. yeah, that's important for hiring really top level uh, developers and engineers. Okay, so you're, you are recruiting not just in the LA area, but just uh, remote as well from, from absolutely okay. all over and- the US. That's an, an important point for people that might be considering. And yeah. so basically, the, you described the, the, the status you are in. What are the next milestones that we can expect? Any major milestones? Yeah, I'll just mention a few. Um, mm-hmm. So some of the milestones are uh, we will be over the next few months coming out with um, announcements in terms of additional partnerships, which mm-hmm. should excite our community um, because that's, uh, each one is in a way a distribution channel. We will also be, we're working toward a path toward tradability on the exchanges, uh, the crypto exchanges as well, which will also be um, some key milestones because then that provides, uh, that starts providing a market value for the actual token. So those are some of the, I think, the more simplified version of what the milestones would be. Are there going to be possibilities to exchange that with, um, let's say, rewards from non-crypto loyalty programs? from, let's say, there's going to be like an exchange rate between uh, Flycoin and, I don't know, American Airlines, Miles or whatever, like American Express or another travel operator that has a a traditional loyalty program. 
so Miguel, you should be part of our strategy discussions because you're, you're, you're hitting topics that we talk internally. Uh, so to answer your question long term, you know, we are thinking through that actually right now. I think in the more immediate term, it would be uh, there would be a couple steps like you would take flight exchange for cash fiat mm -hmm. and then, you know, maybe buy points separately. But um, we are thinking through what it would take to do that more directly. Mm -hmm. I guess it, it's complicated to manage all of this from a technical point of view. That's I think correct. pretty much uh, Flycoin is, is ready or almost to go live. Do you have a time frame for when it's going to be fully operational, fully active and, and tradable? Yeah, so I think that it's going to still be in phases. Um, in the coming weeks, we are going to provide the functionality where it's going to be tokenized, meaning um, we can actually transfer the token into people's crypto wallets. Um, and so that'll be, I would say, the first phase. The tradability is something that um, is a full process with the various crypto exchanges. So for that, it's been an ongoing back and forth and dialogue as well as processes and protocol that we're going through. So we can't give a specific uh, timing on that but we're targeting that it'll be within the next, um, the next four to six months, potentially earlier. Um, but that is, uh, that's the current timeline and the roadmap on that. Uh-huh. And what about the, the Raven passengers that you said are already being entitled to, to Flycoin? What are they going to, how are they getting these, these coins, these tokens? Are they, they have some Scrow account where it's deposited in the meantime, or how does it work? Yeah, so uh, right now it's just being tracked, you know, in, in, in its internal database, like a like a reward point mm -hmm. um, on with the airline. Once we tokenize them, we'll, we will, um, I guess, in the in the terminology of you know of the cryptocurrencies, we'll airdrop them into mm -hmm. uh, into their accounts, okay. and in that way they'll have access to them. Mm -hmm. So that's people that have the current Raven loyalty program. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, great. So. People that want to learn more about Flycoin, where should they go? Yeah, for now, you can visit our website mm -hmm. um, at www.flycoin.org. Yeah, that's very um, important. Sure that's very important because if you Google Flycoin, there's a flightcoin.com, I think, or flightcoin.net. That is a different company. I think they do terminal, like uh, ATM right. terminal, something like that. So <laughs> that's a different company. Uh, the, the, the Flycoin we're talking about here is flycoin.org. You're, you're one step ahead of me. Thank you for clarifying okay. that. Thank you. I was just going to clarify that as well. So make sure you go to uh, flycoin.org. And on the website, you can learn a little bit more. And uh, we're going to continue to refresh our website. But also, it has links to um, our uh, social media channels that are more uh, crypto-focused, but I think will be very interesting for people to follow and to learn. So check out the website. Feel free to follow our Twitter account, which is um, meant earlier on for our initial crypto community, but I think it'll provide a lot of people a good sense of the direction that we're moving toward. Excellent. And before closing today's conversation, I just wanted to ask you about the other airline projects that we mentioned earlier, Northern Pacific Airways. I had the chance to be at the great event you had in San Bernardino presenting the, the first aircraft and delivery. Is there already a, like a, a time frame for the launch? Has there been any news in that front? Yeah, so we, we, we're still uh, on track, hoping to, uh, to launch this year. 
And mm -hmm. so uh, beginning our inaugural flights later this year, we're in the meantime, we're busy uh, acquiring and preparing additional aircraft like the one mm -hmm. you saw in San Bernardino. Yeah. And Raven, uh, you relaunch uh, uh, an Alaskan brand. It's not exactly the, the previous one because it, it's just part of the fleet, I think, that you, you kept. But um, you are just, just operating normally, I guess, and uh, connecting different Alaskan destinations with Anchorage. That's right. I, I, Raven Alaska is doing well. It's serving 14 different communities in, 14, in the state one of four. Alaska. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. one four, uh -huh. and uh, it's a it's a crucial part of the transportation infrastructure for the state, and we're glad to be part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, the listeners cannot see it, but uh, we are talking on Zoom, and behind you, you have a a, a very nice photo of a, a Raven hangar with a. All the planes, well, not all the planes, but a significant portion of the fleet there. Yeah. So it's a magnificent view. And, and finally, Float, is it coming back? Well, our hope is to bring Float back uh, when the timing is right. Um, obviously, it's still not the right time right now mm -hmm. during, during the pandemic. But uh, Rob McKinney, our CEO, keeps talking about potentially a 2023 date to, okay. to bring you know, um, Float uh, float shuttle back and so we'll we'll see we'll we'll see how uh um you know how, how the economy shifts mm -hmm. and how things you know develop that's going to be an interesting one I, i'm not sure if there are any other cases of airlines that are serving just uh like a, a big metro area i mean southern california but still i mean it's mainly la i don't know if you get all the way to san diego or something like that but but that's that's quite an interesting concept yeah all right. So, well, thank you very much. It's been very interesting to learn about all these different projects that you are managing. And Flycoin, definitely, it's something that I will be following because I think it's at the intersection of two, of two major trends that I'm, I'm yeah. trying to, to be on top of. Uh, one, obviously, I'm monitoring the, the airline industry, but also um, getting more and more interested by the day on um, everything that's going on in, in the crypto world. Obviously, now, nowadays, it's um, you know, it's, it's, it's hot. So, um, yeah. Well, Miguel, thank you for having us. Um, you know, this was fun and uh, you really provide a nice and uh, calm, relaxing atmosphere to speak. So we, we look forward to hearing more podcasts from you, but also being invited back at some point to speak more about whether it's Northern Pacific, Raven or Flycoin. Sure. Yeah, that would be a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today and all the best thank with you. your project. All right. So thank much. you. Thank you. Before you go, and if you like this podcast, a quick reminder that it would be absolutely great if you could please give it a rating on Apple, Spotify, or whichever platform you are using, or recommend it to a friend or whomever might be interested. Thank you very much, and see you soon. Yeah.